0: So you know, I meet these people, and I and I start to you know understand their culture more and more. But for me, I see them quite often. I see their families, I see their grandparents, I see their kids, I see their grandkids. So um, it's quite nice to see how how that all kind of integrates. And uh, and our cultures are not that different uh, when you start looking into it.
1: I'm more like the brains and the beauty, it's more everybody. like it.
2: more Anyway, welcome back ah. to the Recommended Daily Dose. I am Dr. Clinton Coleman, along with the brains, the brawn, not the good and, and the beauty. And the beauty. <laughs> not the booty, it's your beauty. Dr. So <laughs> Sugar. How are you? Yeah, good to be here.
1: Please, and we I have a great right
2: time. Please make sure you subscribe and rate however you uh digest our, our show. Um, we have a special guest, he's special to me because he takes good care of me. Dr. Jonathan <laughs> Dominguez, he's a family physician in West New York and North Bergen, and his model is your health, your family, your home. Welcome, buddy.
0: Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys?
1: Good, man. Thanks good. for being on the show. We appreciate that. Tell me about this um, motto. What's that all about? Is that something?
0: Yeah. The well, It's a little bit of a, yeah, it's a little bit of a play on words. My name, obviously, Dominguez, but Domi, um, I you know, obviously looking into it, uh, Domi, it, the root word. as uh, as the Latin root is basically home. Yeah. Um, And uh, the way I I've always envisioned my practice being is more of a like a family uh, type of doctor where you actually are part of someone's family. Um, And you know, how people have used to say, oh, this is my doctor, and I'm going to call my doctor and this and that, where, you know, medicine has, you know, significantly changed where it's a lot of groups or um, yeah. you know, hospital systems, and you really don't have a certain doctor. I mean, even my wife, uh, we were looking for an G- uh, OBGYN uh, to deliver our V and now it's just all groups and things of like that. And I understand the reasoning for it, but uh, I like that, that part of it. And I think the patients really appreciate that part of it as well, to have that one person that they can, you know, confide in um, at all times.
1: Yeah, I think most people when they go to med school, they don't say, you know, I want to become a doctor and work uh, for a healthcare system. I mean, I think a lot yeah. of people go into it with that uh, old school mentality, uh, at least like mentors or people they looked up to uh, like and a lot of times it ends up being a family doc, right? Someone that they knew their whole life, uh, that treated them, you know, in the old school way, which I miss medicine, where you would have family docs who would deliver babies, even do like yeah. surgeries and then treat, you know, whole families their entire lives. That certainly has shifted variety of reasons, but I'm glad to see that there's someone like you that still believes in that model. Um, Although you said for a lot of reasons that's shifting, I'm sure lifestyle has got to be one of them. So talk to us a little bit about that. How has that been? I mean, you're on call working 24-7, right? (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, early on in my uh, academic career, uh, I learned the difference between a job and a career. A career is something that you really have passion for, and a job is what you do for money. Um, you know, if this is something that you're passionate about, I don't really mind it. You know, this is something that, uh, I integrate into my life, into my family. Um, and, uh, honestly, it, it doesn't bother me. I, I, a lot of people actually me that, like, how can you be working so much? And you're always doing, especially like the patient's families when I'm calling them on Sunday nights or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, what are you doing? I mean, granted that might all change when I have this kid come around, but, uh, uh, you know, I think that's just, uh, it's just something that I, I enjoy. Uh I really I really enjoy it the same way that, you know, people enjoyed Netflix or whatever the case may be. I, I enjoy what I do and, and uh I like to think that we provide a high quality practice. Um in, in times that uh quality practices in Hudson County have been difficult uh for for a variety of reasons and including, you know, just the 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 population that we have here, um, it becomes difficult, you know. So let's talk about that,
2: that population, um, Hudson County, as you know, is is, is very diverse. Uh, Dr. Sucker has trouble relating to patients of different cultures.
1: <laughs> That's right. Because I'm so, I'm so uh, homogeneous, man. Uh, is,
2: that, um, <laughs> is that something you you had to learn or is that you know, at, in school or that, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can learn something like that no. uh, in school. Uh, I was born and raised. Uh, well, I was born in Hudson County, raised right outside of Hudson County in Close Side Park. Um, my parents have pharmacy, well, has a ph- pharmacy um, that he started when he was basically a delivery boy at 14 years old. And, uh, mm-hmm. and now he owns the place. But uh, that, that pharmacy grew because he was able to integrate with the community. Um, and I kind of learned with him and I learned with my parents. I was in the pharmacy. I would, you know, I would learn from the patients and, and, integrate myself in that but granted you know it is something that residencies are teaching so oh, you know obviously you guys know you know I'm not that far out of residency I'm not that old um so you know recently what, what, what are especially are you trying to say we all always- I mean you don't have to infer anything I'm just saying I'm not that old <laughs> all
2: right I'll dye my beard if you haven't
0: yeah thing. it's nice it's, it's quite good. nice no patches nothing <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Um, But yeah, they are actually, you know, this is something that uh, ACGME is actually integrating into their curriculum, at least for family medicine that I can, I can attest to, Um, you know, I I did my training at Hoboken University Medical Center, which is in Hudson County. um, And we dealt with a lot of charity care cases. uh, And we dealt with a lot of the uh, Union City, Western Europe kind of uh, population. um, And everything is looking for resources. I mean, that's one thing that I pride myself and my practice on is that we try to find resources for our patients to give them the same quality care that anybody would get uh, and try to eliminate the cost and whatever the case may be to that's restricting them to get those certain medications or that certain care that they need. So uh, what I was
2: trying to that- say, um, I asked it poorly, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, you've grown up in your, in the town that you serve, how, um, and I know that they're teaching it to doctors in training now. But how is it for, you know, doctors who aren't from the community to relate to patients? Do you think the answer is teaching those doctors to uh, immerse themselves in different cultures or like you being having doctors like you who look like the patients serve like serve their community?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't I don't necessarily think it's necessarily a look. I mean, of course, you know, uh, I think even facetious look, I mean, like, sure, sure. Yeah, I I think that what happens is, is that if you can, if you can be open minded to all cultures and and not just think about your own culture, you know, I've grown up in different ways that other people have grown up. Um, And I think what we need to do is start to realize how and be empathetic, essentially, to to how other people have have grown up and what they've been through. And if you just listen, most of the time, if you just listen, I mean, there's just some wild stories out there. And, and you become appreciative of all these different types of cultures, and, you know, whether it's religious cultures or or just from the location, geographic location where you came from. Um, it goes a long way. And, and, and then the nice thing, at least for me, is that you build on it. You know, uh, that's what I liked about being a family practitioner as well. It's something I can develop a relationship with. So, you know, I meet these people, and I and I start to you know understand their culture more and more. But for me, I see them quite often. I see their families, I see their grandparents, I see their kids, I see their grandkids. So, um, it's quite nice to see how how that all kind of integrates. And uh, and our cultures are not that different uh, when you start looking into it. You know, we all really have the same kind of morals and ethics in one way or another. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. No, I like
1: what you said about being empathetic because I think, you know, people think it's either all or none. It's either, well, I got to be just, um, you know, everyone can be treated a certain way or, you know, well, okay, you're African-American, you're Hispanic, you're Asian. I can't treat you the same way you want to be treated because I don't look like you. I think the whole idea of culturally competent care, which Clinton and I believe, you know, very passionately about and we talk about a lot, was not always a big deal. And so I know, like, going back for myself, I mean, I'm obviously, uh, it's hard to imagine because I look young, but I'm a bit older than you. Uh, <laughs> Back back, you know, when I was applying to med school, you know, my whole, not shtick, but my whole idea was like, well, okay, I've come from immigrant, actually doctor parents from India, but I was born and brought up here. So I can relate East and West, you know, so I don't think it's just because I'm not Black or Hispanic or East Asian, I'm Southeast Asian uh, heritage, doesn't mean I can't um, uh, uh, empathize and, and be open to all different cultures. So I think that's the whole idea. I think it's important, you know, I don't think we're necessarily saying, well, black physicians have or black patients have to be treated by black patients, Hispanic by Hispanic, etc. I think anyone and I think if you give the idea of culture, competency and empathy, empathy um, like you said, we're much more similar than we are different. We have the same wants, needs, dreams, whatever. Um, so I appreciate that. and I think that's yeah. for a long time was not a priority. And then I think uh, it's been a big shift. And even probably from when you were training and when we were, I know when I was training, that was not such a big deal. And then you start hearing about culture, competency and. Now it's become a buzzword, but it wasn't always such a big deal. So do you think that a lot of younger physicians um are open to this?
0: Um I think they are just because they they they've learned in it, but you know right. sometimes it's just kind of checking off a box and uh you know you have to really be genuinely interested in 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 opening up your 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 mind and, and and seeing what other cultures can have to offer but you know like in anything right there's good and bad and 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 there's some people that are just going through the motion and they said yeah 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 and then when it comes down to it they're really not um you have to be kind of genuine about it but yeah absolutely I think I think it's now more than ever not only in just medicine but just overall uh during this pandemic and with all these you know, BLM, Black Lives Movement, all this stuff that's moving, you know, these these movements that are happening, it's essentially like basically everyone has it on their mind now. And uh, I don't think that was the case before, you know, pre-pandemic or something like that, you know. Uh, I think we all knew about it, but we never really addressed it the way that we're addressing it now. And I think uh, it's gone a long way. Um, And I think, like I said, I think patients are open to it too, you know, I think, you know, I have a, a colleague in the area that he's, um, I think he's Southeast Asian, I'm not exactly sure where he's from, but uh, he's not Hispanic and the Hispanic patients love him. Yeah. Um, and it's just simply because he he can, oh, you know, he has a good, good charisma, he, he listens and he does what he's supposed to do. Um, so, you know, as long as you're a good person, you're a kind person, um, you know, you can see that whether you can speak the language or not.
1: No, I, I think I know who you're talking about. He speaks excellent Spanish though, am I right? But, can I, can he I does. He does, him? actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly who he is. Uh, if he is very yeah. you, know, you would never know that. Yes, he's from Pakistan, actually. But uh, he, I just he's want there. to make two comments. Okay. The, the
2: first comment is the um, your second unbuttoned shirt is making me uncomfortable.
0: Which one's that right here? Not you. It's, actually, oh. you, you know what? Uh,
2: are your <laughs> your chest here is feeling a draft?
1: No, but you know what it is? Like, you always show up here in your golf <laughs> jacket and your white coat. And I said, I just ran in here and uh, I took off my top. Uh, because I like to look professional. I don't walk around the hospital holding a uh, look like I came off, you know, whole 18. Right, you don't, you don't have let, let me just relax a little <laughs> bit. Let me relax a little bit. So, you know, I, I, I figured, John, if you look good, you feel good. That's kind of the mantra, I, you know, and uh, I'm trying to spread that wealth to Clinton. He's still he's still a work in progress, as you can All see. Right. My, my, if you have to try, it's <laughs> not.
2: My, my second point is um, there is some truth that patients do have better results if they're either cared by someone who's culturally competent or someone from their, their background. So they're more compliant. Um, You know, they listen to the doctor, there's more health literacy or the explanation of health issues. So um, I don't think you could just put anyone into any situation and they're supposed to
1: just fly. But uh, yeah,
2: I think it's a good idea that they're teaching how to be more culturally competent.
1: Yeah, yeah but I think they we did. both always agree, and I'm sure you, you would too, that we need more diversity, um, you know, especially for underrepresented groups, African-American, Native American, Latinx community. So um, what are you seeing in trends in terms of um, the diversity of the med school application mix? We know that it's shifted a lot from males to females. During my time, it was the first time it went to 50%, then slightly over. Um, but there's still always those underrepresented minorities. I mean, are you seeing a change?
0: So I think it, like where I went to school, which was Ross University um, University of Medicine, and that that's a school in the Caribbean Islands, and it, it basically um, they will accept more students, but it'd be harder to get through that system. Um, so they give you an opportunity, and you know that was really all that I was looking for, um, and uh, they were able to give me that opportunity. So there's a lot of diversity in a school like that, but. In a school in the U.S. schools, for instance, very difficult to get into, Um, not just academically wise, but, um, you know, I'm, you know, extracurricular wise and all these kind of things that you just need to get in there. Right. Um, But what I'm seeing is, you know, because a school like Ross University is graduating 600 uh, doctors every year. Whereas a U.S. school is probably graduating somewhere around eighty, you're seeing more and more diversity in the communities, especially in these communities like you know New York City, around you know Chicago, stuff like that. Uh, you're seeing more and more diversity, which is a good thing. Um, but I can see how it's it's also probably not where exactly where we want it. Um, and, and granted, I think it starts even before that. I mean, I'm I'm the first doctor of my family, and I'm talking about the extended family, first doctor. Uh, hmm. And and it's not because people didn't want it. my father wanted to become a doctor. It's just that I had the opportunity, and my you know we thank you to that my that family. Thing. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, and I think uh, I don't think the opportunities, or at least people don't think they have the opportunity. Or they may really not have the opportunity to do, to, to even go on that track. And I was lucky enough to do that.
1: Or they may not even have the exposure. Right. I mean, I saw somewhere a statistic about 35% of all physicians had parents who had physicians and I would be lying mm-hmm. to I talked about before that I'm heavily influenced by my own parents, you know, going to medicine and you know, that shapes you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but if you have parents who maybe not were in that medical field, um, that, and that's where you know, and i talked, and Clinton can, can can go on, but that's why it's important to have role models um, who are willing to go out in the community and kind of motivate and 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 you know present to kids who may not be thinking, oh, medical school is not for me; it's for someone else; it's for richer people. I think the average, you know, it's certainly yeah. most med students in general, um, you know, their are exceptions, but in general, do probably come from upper middle class backgrounds because there is the idea of the cost, right? And if not the cost and the loans and saying, that's a scary thought, you know, and then you have to have some kind of backup, either from family or whatnot. Um, so uh, I think the idea of having role models with so someone like you, someone like Clinton, going out in the community now into high schools and saying, hey, look, you can do this, you need to do this. So um, have you thought about doing that? Or I know Clinton goes out into the community and he, he himself will tell you, uh, you tell your own story, Clinton, how you, know, you participate in programs, summer enrichment, what have you. But I think that's ex- extremely important.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm actually, cause I was born and raised in this area. It, it, it's actually quite funny because a lot of the patients that I may have, um, are people that I know. And when it comes down to it, we're human. Right. Uh, and I think we're, you know, I, all three of us, um, are, are more, uh, laid back and we're, and we act human towards our patients. And, and when, when people see that, they say, wow, I think anyone, instead of having this kind of, big ego thinking that we're, you know, God's right hand or something like that. We're actually just human, just like you, just like, you know, we, you know, we may have anxiety, like the way that you have anxiety. We have the issues of sleeping the way you have, you know, we go through the same things that you go through and, you know, I'm not afraid to, to admit it to my patients. And I think it's a sense of security with them and just knowing that we're human. So when people do see someone like me that, you know, I went up their ranks the way that I did, and I became a doctor. They're they're kind of surprised, but I think they have a you know a, a reassuring um, way of going about it. Where to the point where I've had now patient um, people that I know have their kids reach out to me and say, Hey, listen, looking into i um, doing medicine. So it just seems like now they think, Oh wow, you know, if he can do it, and he came from you know a, a high school that's you know not private high school, is not a you know this uppity up high school like. If he can do it, then why can't we do it? You know, and sure. uh, and that's all you're really looking for. You know, I do do some things in the community. Uh, I love getting getting involved in the community. Actually, uh, just uh, last week, uh, which is why we couldn't do it last week, uh, I was doing school physicals for community college, uh, about a half an hour from here. Um, I'm a Union City school physician. Um, I, I, you know, in Cliffside, obviously, I do a lot of uh, sports events and, and things that I can just get involved. Uh, career days when when school was open. Um, you know, I try to do readings to the, to the kids. My wife's a a teacher, so she gets me involved in that. So whatever I can do, I try to get involved in, but I think it goes a long way when, when, uh, you know, when, when people, any, any people, kids or or adults, um, when they see a younger physician, I think they, uh, they have so many questions because they're used to such older doctors for so long. And when they see a younger physician walk into the door, they just have so many questions that maybe not be even related to medicine, just how, how did you get there? How did you, you become that, that, that person? Great point.
2: Um, I want to change it up. I'm going to talk about the vaccine because Uh-oh. I was on the um, New Jersey <laughs> site where it it uh, keeps track of um, each County who's gotten the vaccine. You know, Hudson County is doing a great job getting everyone vaccinated. They're up to, for, you know, Hispanic, Latinx, the 22%. And that's like, I know that's a large Hispanic community, but man, you guys are doing a great job. And I have a, I have an office, we share um, a clinic in West New York. So, you know, every patient I talk to, it seems like they've gotten the vaccine. So I'm not sure what you guys are doing different <laughs> than every other county, but it's working. So I, I guess it's through, you know, community clinics and, and outreach, but what's your what's your insight on on that? Yeah, and John, yeah. can
1: you talk about, you know, because we've talked about before in other communities, um, is there, and if there is, then how do you tackle that? Is there a distrust of um, vaccines or of, you know, medicine sometimes, and specifically your Latinx community?
0: Yeah, um, so in regards to the to the vaccine, um, yeah, I mean, this is something that I talk to my patients every day. Um, we have our own list. Um, There's multiple, whether it's pharmacies, hospital systems, um, county, state, um, you know, towns. Everyone has a list of patients ready to go. Um, So as soon as the supply comes, people are in there. Um, Granted, you know, I have an issue with the, the way that the vaccines are being given, I think I read just recently on CDC. It's a lot. I think only two states have actually given more to the elderly than they were supposed to be giving to everyone else. That's the one thing I have against it, of course, um, because obviously they're at more at risk. But um, but yeah, I mean, granted, they've done a great, a phenomenal job, and they're just doing it in so many ways where they're going into these buildings. And remember, uh, four out of five of the of the top. Den- uh, the most dense cities in this uh, in the U.S. are in Hudson County so there's mm. just so many people in the same area so you know we're able to at least when we reach out to one of these buildings that have so many residents we, we hit a lot of people when we when we do that right um, so I think that's probably one of the reasons just because we're such a dense area that we're able to get everybody or as m- as many as we can uh, and but yeah granted you know I in regards to the medications and, and medicine overall in the Latin community, yeah, it's it's kind of two spectrums, you know. One, either they 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 are so trusting of medicine, they 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 will you know take anything that they need to take, or just distrusting of medicine, and there's just so much misinformation that's out there. Yeah. Um, and, and and granted, I you know, natural products they do work, and it, and and I, I never. Um, you know, say that they don't work or, you know, there's just not the studies that are out there to tell you yes or no. Right. But in the same sense, you know, I, I, it's always a constant struggle to reassure patients in regards to that. But in regards to the vaccine, I would say a lot of, a lot of my my patient population are open to it. You know, people who, yeah. who would have never gotten the flu vaccine, they're, they're they're, online for the COVID vaccine. Yeah, in general, so, I've been very
1: pleasantly surprised that the, the demand, uh, while it's obviously outstripping the supply, it's actually been much higher than we thought. This whole idea of vaccine hesitancy we were scared about um, has not really materialized. I mean, you know, and it could be in certain communities, in certain communities, and we know and Clinton's talked about the African American community it has been lagging somewhat. Uh, and again, that's the whole idea of this community outreach and education. And um, but that it's overall been very pleased, you know, in the medical community, in the infectious disease world of how many people want to get the vaccine. So we gotta just keep up the good work, you know, in terms yeah. of educating yeah. We're on our way. John, tell us a little bit about your practice and like how people can reach you and where you're at and you know stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so my practice, uh Domi Healthcare is uh is a family practitioner practice that is uh the goal of our practice is to be able to help our patients in every aspect of medicine and navigate our patients through the healthcare system. Um we have uh, we have our practice here in North Bergen where I'm tonight, um, and then the one in uh, West New York that Dr. Coleman and myself, we share. Um, and uh, basically, we, we are, you know, your full scope family medicine practice, um, obviously pre-pandemic, but we were doing in-home visits, uh, we were, you know, we do all of our ultrasounds Ekgs uh, blood work whatever we need to get done we get done we have a, a, a care coordinator that literally will set up appointments for patients to to you know transportation um, whatever the case may be The whatever you know if there's certain resources that's needed for medications or or for uh, certain imaging uh, these things get done um, which is which is difficult for patients a lot of a lot of insurances are, you know they want to they don't want to do so much. They don't want patients to be uh, to be doing these uh, certain procedures, which they, they may not think is appropriate, but they are. Um, but yeah, those are those are certain things that we kind of um, strive ourselves for, and our, our I would say our our staff is is next to none. And uh, you know, I think that what we'll try to do as we move forward is continue this high quality care, um, and and that's for all patients, so It doesn't matter what culture or what background you come from, um, we'll continue to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that if we can, especially in Hudson County, um, if we can incorporate high quality care, it'll go a long way. Now you're doing an
1: incredible service to community. I know you're active in media and social media. Just tell us kind of where your handles are, you know, with Facebook, Instagram.
0: Yeah. So um, we're on a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, uh, healthcare, And uh, essentially, we we like to communicate with a lot of our our patients uh, on those types of platforms. Uh, We are constantly giving information in regards to, you know, trending topics or, uh, you know, certain things that we're doing in the office or community events that we're trying to promote. Uh, And, uh, you know, granted, you know, this practice has been open for uh, since January 2020 now. And uh, we've been doing remarkably well. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of pride in in what we do. And uh, I imagine that we'll continue doing this going forward your pride it shows
1: man And we got a pretty good patient
0: with dr coleman so <laughs> now is he is he does he
1: bother you you know do you need me to come over there and like like you know does he make too much noise in the office <sighs> door or is, is he well behaved or, or what no, i'm good he's well i would say he's well behaved he's well behaved he's not I screaming at go patients go. or you know hitting golf balls out the window or something like that.
0: <laughs> not that i can attest to <laughs> i'll plead the fifth on that
1: uh-oh well, John, Dr. <laughs> Dominguez, I should say, we thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Um, you know, you're doing. It, we we love talking about uh, culture, competent, uh, culturally competent care. We love talking about uh, local care. You know, we like talking about global topics, but it's always good to really talk about our colleague, our friend. Uh, you know, but someone who's doing something so great in our local community. I mean, it's really empowering. Um, you know, we all try to make a difference. You know, you know, let's say act globally or act locally, think globally, but you truly are, you know, making a difference uh, in, in patients' lives. We really appreciate you coming on, sharing your insight, and uh, we hope you come back, you know.
0: Thank you. And, and by the way, I love what you guys are doing here with this podcast. I think uh, giving oh, this no. kind of laid back. No, I, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you guys you guys, doing a great thing because, honestly, I don't think uh, there's – like I said earlier on, you know, uh, you guys are humans. We're humans, and, and you're putting more of a laid-back approach to this uh, to this medicine. So – uh, I, I appreciate
1: just, it. Yeah. it. You know, like you said, the old days of uh, you know, father knows best, doctor knows best. I mean, those yeah. days are gone. You have to be able to talk to patients at their level uh, and show them that, yes, you are the doctor, but you're also, like you say, empathize. And if you can also show them that you share certain fears, uh, experiences, what have you, well, then that trust factor only goes even higher. So exactly. we appreciate your thoughts, man. Um, until it's next crazy. time. As my illustrious colleague, Dr. Coleman said, uh, we hope you will rate, review, subscribe. Until next time, Dr. Stuart Slugger, Dr. Clayton Coleman. Dr. Dominguez,
0: thank you so much. This is the Recommended Daily Dose. Until next time, be well.